Today's scripture reading uh, comes from the book of Revelations, chapter 7, verse 9 to 17. Uh, it's going to show up here on the left uh, here, uh, my, your right, my left. Um, and I encourage you guys to gather together and to read uh, with uh, your family uh, as I read it aloud. Uh, that's again, Revelations chapter 7, verses 9 to 17. Verse 9. After I looked, uh, and behold, a great multitude uh, that no one could number, from every nation, from every tribe and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Verse 13. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, who are these clothed in white robes and where have they come from? Verse 14, I said to them, sir, you know. And he said to me, these are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. Therefore, uh, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is God's word. Uh, today, uh, we'll be continuing our sermon series on the biblical basis for diversity and inclusion. And we have a, a special guest speaker today, um, Pastor Lierte Suarez, who will be speaking on the topic of heaven. Just to give a quick intro on Pastor Suarez, uh, Pastor Suarez is, is, uh, is originally born in Brazil, uh, is a church planter with a big passion for discipleship and evangelism. He served many years as the uh, lead pastor at Calvary Baptist Church, and in 2014, uh, moved to New England to be a Namby church planter missionary. Um, for the past few years, Pastor Suarez uh, has been the pastor of not just one, but two churches, uh, a church in Vermont and a multicultural church in Metro West Boston. He drives 240 miles a week uh, just to make this happen. And so we're very uh, thankful and happy to be able to have Pastor Suarez share with us uh, from the Word of God. Pastor Suarez, over to you. Hi, everyone. It's a great joy to be here this morning sharing with you this awesome Bible series that we're ending today. Well, the biblical basis for diversity and inclusion. Such a joy to be here. You know, actually, I was born and raised in Brazil, and I have some experience with this thing called diversity and this topic about inclusion. I remember back in 1989, I was an exchange student here in the U.S., the state of Connecticut, and 
even though that I was, you know, young in a different world because the end of the 80s, it was really a different world from what we see today. But I remember in my last day of the exchange program, back in those days, I had to go back to Brazil. I remember a girl getting mad at me because we were playing kickball in middle school and I was, you know, I was scoring some points and I think that that was what made her a little bit disappointed because we were really kicking the ball all, all over the place and you know, who played kickball, you know, it's awesome. And her team lost and she said, go back to where you belong. I remember that. Um, I got really upset and it hurt my feelings. I mean, I was just a teenager back in those days. But that girl, you know, I experienced something that was really a little bit bitter to experience of a teenager back in those days. Go back to where you belong. It's interesting because when we see the Bible, we see that God is for everybody. Oh, and I have good news about that, okay? Years later, here am I, and I'm in a place that God has placed me back in the United States, and I can celebrate that I just got my citizenship, and I celebrate Christ because of this gift. So, Amanda, I'm sorry, but I'm here where I belong. <laughs> God bless America. And this is the beauty about the United States of America. It's a country that is open for diversity. We are blessed to be here because, you know, as we build this society, and since the start of the United States, this is a country that offers opportunity for everybody. Well, we serve a God that is more awesome than anything. And when we see about the biblical basis of diversity and inclusion, what the gospel says here, and I'm going to read this morning from the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 7, um, from verses 9 through 17. This is a specific time in history, in the near future, that I believe that we're going to be there to witness this awesome time where people from all nations are going to be in front of God, worshiping Him. And this is like the last chapter of the world's church. This is the last chapter of God's rescue mission. And I'm excited to share with you this morning as we get together, as we focus on the Word. And the Bible says in Revelation chapter 7, verse 9 through 17, After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and for four living creatures and they fell down on their faces before the throne and worshiped God saying amen praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be our God forever and ever amen then one of the elders asked me these in white robes who are they and where did they come from I answer, Sir, you know. And he said, These are they who have come out of the great tribulation, and they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God, 
and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them or nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. And he will lead them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is a story that is going to take place in the near future. The book of Revelation. And it's interesting because a little bit before on chapter 7, it talks about the revival. A revival that is going to take place in Israel where the Jewish people will experience God, experience the real Messiah, and they're going to be preaching the world, the gospel that the world needs. We got to understand that God that we serve is a God of love. And a God of love that is inclusive. A God that includes you and I. And as we are here this morning gathering together, we are here to celebrate the God that loves diversity. Even when we see this, as we look into this passage of people from all nations, all tribes coming and worshiping Jesus, think about the power of the gospel. The gospel has power to overcome some of the world's biggest challenge. We have in the world today a linguistic challenge. Can you imagine that even in the 21st century, Almost 40% of the world population, they don't have access to this stuff. They don't have access to not even a portion of the gospel. But the gospel is saying over here, the word is saying here that we're going to reach them. And that's why we need to have faith to reach them. Because God is an inclusive God. He wants to reach everyone for him. He doesn't want no one to perish. We also have not only a linguistic challenge, but we have a challenge of ethnicities. And it's interesting. This go backs, you know, all this thing that is going on in the world. This is not a made in USA problem. Racial prejudice, all these things about racial reconciliation that we're seeing the last days, about everything that is happening, it doesn't belong or come to our time. It goes back in the Old Testament. A little bit of the story of Israel. We can think about the kingdom of Israel after King Solomon. After King Solomon, the kingdom was divided. And unfortunately, after his death, the kingdom was divided. There was Israel that was in Jerusalem and Judah with the Samaritans. And they even divided their theology. And you know that times after the prophet Jeremiah, times after Nehemiah, and the times of, of Jesus, we see a clear, a clear example of Jesus loving the different. When Jesus comes in the well and approaches that woman in the well, and she's from Samaria. And back in those days, no way a Jewish person would approach someone from Samaria because for the Orthodox Jewish, the people from Samaria, they were not real Jewish. They were mixed Jewish. Because Samaria, when the kingdom was divided, had a lot of international agreements and international relationships. Even the families were divided. Because, you know, the Orthodox Jewish back in those days, you know, they had this, okay, they mixed too much. 
They mix too much. They're not pure Jewish. So that was a problem. And what is the problem? Humans have a heart problem. It's sin. It's the nature of sin. And we see clearly Jesus giving us a great example as he builds a bridge, talking to that woman in the well, bringing her the revelation of the water that she should drink so that she would never have thirsty again. And it's interesting because the same text in the book of Revelation talks about some social issues, about thirsty, about hunger, that God will bring solutions to this world, to the people of this world, for the nations. I go further. When we see the world divided as we see today, this must bring to our hearts the reality that God loves everyone. And He has sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to reconcile the world back to Him. And as we see the biblical basis for diversity, we see how God works. First of all, we have different languages. Why? Because it was the will of God to bring, you know, some kind of, hey, we, I, need to, I need to scatter all these people and I need not only to divide them, I am a creative God that I'll give them different languages. The languages, it's interesting, there's a study uh, in the linguistic uh, faculty or college in Harvard University that says that every language comes from the same root proving what he's saying in Genesis, right? Just bringing to our hearts and to the reality that every language comes from one root. And when God changed the game, he changed the rules of the game, you know, just making us different, giving us different languages, that was a gift of creativity. We serve a creative God, and it's so awesome to have people with different cultures, different values, with different languages that we can learn from one another in different perspective. When we see the Bible, and it's interesting because the gospel of Jesus Christ can go to China, and they will go to China and make Chinese Christians, can go to Brazil, the country that I'm from, and can make Brazilian Christians, can go to Europe and can make the European, you know, Christians. They will worship the same God. They will serve the same Jesus. They'll read the same scripture, but they will manifest in a different way. A friend of mine that he's from Germany, he says that, okay, there's a time in the book of Revelation that says there will be silence in heaven. He tells me that that's when the Germans are going to arrive in heaven. will be so silent that they're not going to listen to any noise. My friend, a pastor from Brazil, said when there's going to be a lot of loud music in heaven, that's when the Brazilians will arrive in heaven. Because Brazilians, we like to party. We like to make some noises. But the point that I want to make is this. God is a God that is not electing a favorite nation or a favorite group of people. He wants everyone to be saved. And it's interesting. We live in a world that has a heart problem. And everything related to diversity and relating to inclusion, it is a heart problem. Like I said, we have an ethnic challenge with all this language as well, all these things. But we also have a socioeconomic uh, challenge worldwide. Every single day, the population of the world is growing and people are getting poorer and people are having facing more difficulties. And what is God going to do about it? It's interesting 
because this is what the Bible says in the book of Revelation that never, verse 16, again will they hunger, never again will they thirst. It's interesting because God is talking here, even though that is using here a metaphor, but God is truly talking about all the problems that the world is facing is going to come to an end and he will solve the problems according to his word. Let me give you an insight and something that maybe you didn't read about it, but in the year 2000s, the United Nations, they started a campaign trying to, you know, to tell the leaders of the world to make better investments in education. So what happened is um, the weaponry, money that leaders around the globe, they invested in weapons, making their armies more powerful, making their countries more powerful. If every nation in that time would invest only 1%, of the money that they invested in weaponry and education in the year 2000, no kid would be out of school in the whole world. If those leaders had just the willingness of thinking about the future, and I know how you value education. I know how you do your best, you know, to teach your children to go to school, to take good grades, to be career-oriented. I know how you guys value that. But back in the year 2000, according to the United Nations, only 1% of the investment, the money that they invested in weapons, if they could invest in education, we would have every child in the world in school. Imagine 20 years after, imagine today, what would be the consequences of having every child on the whole planet in school? Well, unfortunately, that didn't happen because people are selfish, because people were thinking on their own agenda, on their own thing. In inclusion, it is about you open your heart for someone else. It's about you giving your heart, you living the life that Christ has for you. It's interesting because as God said into the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God wants to save the whole world. And this includes everyone. You know, some people say, okay, yeah, you have this nationality, that nationality. God didn't create nationalities. He created the human race. We are one. God created us according to his image and the promise that God has for us is that everyone will come together. Let me share you a story and we got to understand that this is a thing of a heart. Someone got near me and said, well, the country that you're from, you guys worship cows. And of course, that person thought that I was from India and I love my Indian brothers in Christ. God is doing amazing things in India. And I said, well, where I'm from, we don't worship cows. We eat them all. That's what we do in Brazil because we're very big meat eaters. And so I broke the conversation. Instead of having this misconception or misunderstanding, I made him laugh. And this is how we got to do right now. As Christians, we got to understand that this game of racial reconciliation, this problem about inclusion and racial problems in America has to come to an end. As we Christians, we bring the subject that God is saying, 
everybody is included. God is saying that he celebrates diversity. He was the one that created languages. He was the one that gave us the gift of creativity that every nation has its own beauty. And when we get together, the gospel has the power to bring us all together and to unite us. One of the things that I want to say from the bottom of my heart to you this morning is there are biblical bases for inclusion and for racial reconciliation. There are biblical bases to celebrate diversity. And remember that we are here to make another point. We are here to change the perspective of the life. And as we show our love to this world, this world that thinks that weapons are more important than education, this world that they don't have a vision of the real truth in the gospel of God. This is the time that we got to reflect as a church, as a body of Christ, and understand that when we celebrate diversity, you know, as we are different, this is how we become strong because we have different point of views. But God has included us all. Another interesting experience that I had, I was at Walmart and this lady came, very sweet lady. You know those ladies that, you know, you want to hug them because they just look like the most beautiful grandmother that you can ever thought about. It's like you're watching uh, Hallmark on TV and those Hallmark uh, grand, grandmothers. And she came to me and said, oh, uh, a young man, I just would like to ask you, what are your thoughts about the wall in your country? And she thought that I was Mexican. You know, and I said, well, I love tacos, um, I love burritos, uh, but I didn't know that Trump has built a wall in Brazil. So you got to break the ice. Don't be offended. It's a heart issue that we're facing. And let me tell you who can heal the heart. Jesus Christ can heal the heart. As it is written in scriptures here, at the end, he will bring healing for every nation. At the end, he will bring healing for everyone. And as God works in this all diversities, we are in the greater Boston area. This is a diverse. God has brought the world to us. Let's use this to advance the kingdom and to show love to one another. I want to pray for you and just to tell you, God is using you in this generation to make the church of Christ the body of Christ, a rich and awesome environment because it celebrates diversity. Bible says that he is also a loving God. That means he's inclusive. You are here because he called you to be ambassador of nations. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you the opportunity to talk with my brothers and sisters this morning. Bless them and use them in a very special way. I pray, Lord, that you can open our hearts and our minds. And Lord, thank you for the diversity, for different nations, for different languages, for the opportunities that you have given us. Thank you, Lord, for this time. I pray and ask you to bless, in Jesus' name, our lives. And for your glory, use us to bring, Lord, a more loving place for us not only celebrate diversity so that we can live diversity and that we can include everyone all in inside of God's plan. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.
god bless you.